You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Ladies and gentlemen, you can flee the country. You can change your name. You can claim that your Jeffrey Epstein ornament did not hang itself. But nothing, nothing will save you from the, the watch list. Good oh, evening, everybody. Um, yeah, we let the music play for a little while. I'm trying to get my bearings. Uh, Jess, unfortunately, is sick. Well wishes to Jess. Um, so I am going to be DJ. And uh, my brother's going to be calling tonight, so that's a special treat. Woo! All right. I'm looking at this. Like, now that I'm at the controls, I'm looking at this playlist for the other shows. It's like, down as dude, haters, get my money, team money green show. That's funny. Oh, wait. Incoming call. Hello. Well, hello. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Good, very good. Hi. So hello, this is my brother, hey. Jason, calling in tonight. It's a special treat. This is our first, uh, or I'm sorry, our last show before Christmas. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I guess it is, isn't it? Yeah, because we're on bi-weekly. So, I, I, well, now I'm Unless thinking. we're here on the 30th. Oh, yeah, uh, before Christmas, though. Oh, before Christmas, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I thought you were saying before the end of the year. Oh, no, no. Um, hang on. Let me, Jason, let me turn you up. Hang on a second. Figure this out. You turn. Can you hear me okay? Uh, I can. I'm just going to try to turn you up a little bit. Okay, try again. Okay, how about now? Does that sound good? Oh, yeah, you sound yeah, great. Yeah, um. Yeah, uh, Jess, our DJ, is unfortunately uh, sick tonight, so I'm at the controls. Uh, God help us all. <laughs> so you're you're manning the board. Yes. Yes, I am. You're, con- you're controlling the potentiometers. Jesus. So, uh, <laughs> wait, whose drink is this? This is not my drink. Maybe it was Dave's. Uh, waitress, bring me another drink. That's he must have taken my drink. Uh-oh. There's another show that took my drink. This is not a Verner's and whiskey. This is, oh, hang on. This is just whiskey. This and is GHB. <laughs> this is Georgia Homeboy. I love whiskey with my whiskey. <clears throat> this is a, a a Sprite and Jaeger is what it tastes like. Dang yo. Well, you know that is it have a name? I don't think does so. That have a, a Sprite. You know what you call that? That's a waterfall. Is it really? That's a good name for it. Oh, that's a no, good name. I, just made it up. I totally made that up. You know what that makes me think of is Billy Ray Cyrus because his uh, mullet was called the Tennessee Waterfall. I think we I've all never even heard of that. To, I think we all need to think about Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> Let's take a moment of silence. For Billy Ray Cyrus. Dude, how weird is Thank that family? Oh my, my gosh. braggy heart. The thing is, right. I've never once heard him comment about Miley Cyrus or her behavior or. Because, I mean, obviously, well, he's he, getting some checks. How can he? Because wouldn't he be asked to be like, so why'd you let her get like that? Right. I don't know. I mean, Once they turn 18, yeah. you know, these kids. Them <laughs> <laughs> kids going wild, I tell you. For real. <laughs> so, so anyways. yeah, so last show, I was telling Holly, well, actually, well, I think maybe it was the show before that. No, it was last show. Uh, we went to kind of a dark place and I didn't sleep for a couple nights because we were looking up just the disturbing things that they put out, uh, 
on the internet from like you know because um, we were talking about Disney like all she these was, Disney conspiracies. <laughs> we were talking about Disney and then later she sold her soul by purchasing Disney Plus. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, they're they're gonna get everybody eventually. They they're the Borg man. Yeah, they own the world. Um, they do. And there was a, a creepy pasta video um, where they claimed that. And of course, it's not true. It's creepy pasta, but um, right. They have excellent writers, though, and I really think they should be writing for American Horror Story because that show is garbage. Um, uh, yeah. They really should because the stuff they put out is really unnerving and it actually does strike a chord and it is scary. Um, but there was a. They claim that they took this old Mickey Mouse reel from the 20s. Some guy was trying to make a compilation and it was titled Mickey Suicide. And of course. Yeah. Yeah, you've seen yeah. it, and it's an AVI of a woman screaming and all that stuff. Did you see it before Casey showed you, or? No, I had seen that. I had seen that a while ago. Um, you know, me and creepy internet sites go have a long history. So, <laughs> oh, it's so bad. And uh, <laughs> you know, I've been to some strange places, and it's you know, it's funny because, um. You know, not to date myself here, but, you know, I'm still part of the generation of people that the Internet was not around until I was an adult. Um, but once it was around, I was in on like day one, <laughs> you know, like, um, <laughs> you know, and again, I'm not trying to sound the old man to see here, but, you know, I, I do remember the first time ever seeing a dot com behind anything and seeing it on television. Like, what is, what does this mean? Right. <laughs> dot com. What? And then, you know, being a, a complete noob about it and just watch as it became everything. It just, you, it is, it's really impossible to overestimate the impact of this technology um, on our planet, on, on the, on the future of our, entire species just because if you're born into it, you don't know what it's like without it. And having seen it both sides, it's, it is like two different worlds, which is why I think it makes it really hard to contemplate effective science fiction because what are you going to imagine in science fiction that isn't at least partially real now. Right. Right. It comes I, from I, a real catalyst. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, well, it's always kind of been science, not so fiction. I mean, we, we can trace it back to Heinlein, you know, the early sci-fi prophets. But this time, we don't need prophets for that. We need everyday people that are just like, yeah, I, I've seen that. It's real. Yeah. You, you are here. Right? right. Yeah, exactly. You are here. The future is right now. Um did you watch, like, so I was kind of a dick last show, and I turned the phone, because I'm playing the video, I turned the phone to Holly and Jess, and they were like, okay. don't make me watch this, oh my god, like, I'm thinking there's a screamer gonna pop up, but we didn't make it to the end. Do you remember what happened in the end? Of which one? The Mickey video. Oh, you know, I, I, I honestly, it's been a while since I saw it. I just remember they talked about it for a while. And they had Mickey sort of walking along, um, you know, with, with, with sort of almost uh, almost a negative image. Yeah, uh, disgruntled. Honestly, you know, I'm complete. I don't remember how it ended. I just remember that because they also did like, 
a similar one with SpongeBob SquarePants where they had Squidward suicide. Uh, and then they did another one with The Simpsons where it was like Bart suicide. It's like, it's like every big show, um, every big animated program like that uh, seemed to have it's like dark moment or, or, or dark video. And, you know, it's hard to tell how many of that, how much of that is legit. You know what I mean? Because if you want to talk about, uh, you know, people slipping things into, um, into you know, main, mainstream animation, you know, there was the whole Aladdin controversy. There's a Little Mermaid controversy with with all the sexual innuendo. And more and, recently, Elsagate. Have you heard about this? Go ahead. Elsagate. So, apparently, okay, yes. okay, so... I didn't know this was a thing. Obviously, it's it's well, it's actually been a few years, I guess, but I just found out about it through Reddit, um, and it's still a thing because YouTube um, censors are having a hard time catching it because there are child, um, um, you know, pornographers and you know uh, predators that are making these children's YouTube channels that star Elsa and Spider Man. And yep. they it starts out innocently enough. There's a, a thumbnail of them like, oh, they learn colors today. And then you click on it. And it's them eating shit out of a toilet bowl, um, yeah. killing each other, uh, screwing each other, and uh, like entertaining like pee fetishes, belly inflation, injections, all this stuff. Right. Cutting off limbs. Yeah. Uh, where was the and- scene on? This is um really, go ahead. Oh, this is on YouTube. But yeah. How would that not be kicked off YouTube? Because there's other videos within the channel that are actually harmless. It's like every fifth video. And then they get reported and then it gets taken down and then they just create a new channel. Without yeah, and it, it um you have to suspect to that if you're doing something like that, right? If you if you are aggressively creating and then marketing to a child audience these kinds of demented images and these these almost almost nonsensical um, images and themes and suggestions to them, uh, you know, it, it encased in something that children would identify right away you really have to stop for a moment and examine that mentality and really come to grips with the fact that what you are seeing is an evil person perpetrating an evil act. There is no good or positivity at all that you're going to get from this channel. And that's not the only one that um, is like that. That one is, is, is extreme. It, to the extent that what they depict is so revolting and yet so far reaching and so, so, you know, they, I mean, they actively seek out, uh, uh perversions and grossness, just this sort of, uh, I mean, for lack of a better description, almost satanic in nature. It's just, it's really trying to evoke sort of a negative energy, uh, you know, compare, compare that to, that channel they had a few years ago where um, it was two parents that ritualistically abused their child uh, through a series of what they called pranks. 
um, on their own kid. And they created so much emotional trauma in the kid who I think was like eight or nine or something like that. But they, they like set up these scenarios where they would just scream and yell at him and accuse him of doing things. And he, he had no defense for it. He would just sort of, you know, almost collapse into a ball and it was sickening. And eventually I think those people uh, were in fact charged with abuse. They were reported, Good, uh, but their channels still exist. They just don't make those videos anymore. But I wonder and, if they still have the child, meaning um, if their rights were taken away or not. Yeah, you know, I, if I had the full details in front of me to look at, I, I'd be able to tell you. As I recall, because at the at the trial, they did everything they could from the news reports that I remember. Did everything they could to sort of depict themselves as, as the actual victims here. And, it, and they have a really just a just a really slimy defense of what they were doing, which was by all accounts, simply indefensible to torment this kid psychologically, you know, for people to look at. And that was when YouTube censorship had first started and people were asking like, well, wait a second, how can you censor my channel? If I've just got, you know, maybe some raunchy language and and a few opinions you might not like versus this channel, which is showing parents abusing their children, you know, where's the dividing line here? Right. And um, you know, I don't know what the final fallout was for that. Um the what you were talking about earlier with the um you guys were talking about the Elsa Gate and, and um yeah. pertaining to that. It kind of reminds me of the whole Momo deal. Um how that yeah. that was supposed to be on YouTube and supposedly YouTube was like, Well, that was never on our our um you know, our channels. Um we would have got rid of that right away. And because that was that was a that was suicide advocacy, wasn't it? Yeah, that was uh, splicing kid um, shows and putting this Momo character in between that, and um, this Momo character would pop up in between these because uh, you know a lot of kids like watching YouTube videos. Um, right. I'm trying to think of some of them that they watch that um, it, this would be a part of, but. Clicking on your favorite video because it shows a little um, pic of, you know, one of the child videos that they would watch. And then it turns out in the middle of the video, Momo pops up saying, hey, go in your dad's um, garage and get a screwdriver or the sharpest tool you can find. And like saying all these horrible things. And then our buddy James Fernandez says that it's one of the biggest Internet hoaxes, that it was just an urban legend and information traveled fast through telephone and i mean i saw one of the videos but it was where someone had reposted it on facebook it wasn't Mm. directly in youtube so whether or not that was actually in youtube i don't know and has anyone actually found these videos of elsa and such that were still in youtube yeah you You can go to it right now and it's still up yep that's a, it's it's unbelievable, yeah, and and they, they just the, the you know the things you consistently get that get access to, um, you know, in in an era where of one of the biggest issues, um, you know, because they had that sixty minutes interview with Susan Wachkiki from uh, from YouTube, she's the CEO, um, where they talked about, or at least you know from my perspective, gave lip service to the idea of, of trying to protect their users and to try to 
you know, promote certain content. And, uh, you know, meanwhile, they're shutting down channels, um, you know, pretty much left and right. Like, I think IDUBS recently got completely shut down. I mean, I think they deleted his channel, so he lost all his content. Um, that was pretty recent. So, I, don't, I mean, I don't want to, you know, go into the whole censorship thing um, for this bit. But, um, you know, there was also that other instance, um, and you'll remember this because it was fairly famous, uh, of the, the Slender Man. Oh, um, yeah, was, we talked about that. Was that not also a creepypasta? Yeah, yeah. and um, we had talked about that because um, three girls were involved in uh, almost killing, well, they tried to kill their friend. The two girls That's tried correct. to kill their friend. Oh, yeah, they stabbed the shit out of her. And, yeah, so they went to trial for that. We were talking about the trial. That trial went on forever. And then the girl, I, I, not to bring it up again, but I always thought that was a crazy situation because the girl thought, well, she's going to be my friend still, even though I try to kill her, right? Yeah. Her mom had to explain it to her <laughs> that they weren't going to be friends after this. Because you, you have lost, you don't have a sense of reality. Right. Because she's like, you well, know, Momo tell, oh, Momo, sorry. Slender Man told <laughs> me to do it. She's splicing her <laughs> way like, into our conversation. I like mixing all these up. Momo. Got Slender Momo Man. on the mic. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if Momo and Slender Man teamed up, you know? <laughs> the mega mix. Yeah, it's just, yeah, because it wasn't not a. Uh, so I'm actually on YouTube right now. I'm looking around. And uh, so as soon as you type in Momo, for example, you see uh, pages and pages of videos immediately popped up. And then now that doesn't mean they're at all individually necessarily in mobile videos. Specifically, it looks like a lot of them are, are variations on that. Probably just like um, talking about the legend it, of. Well, some of them are, yeah. There's also a, a, a horror, short horror film called Momo that comes up. So mm-hmm. that, and that may have been, that's only from six months ago. That's interesting. It's uh, so, so our, our, our I'm like totally serving the web on your podcast. But. <laughs> no, our our buddy James Fernandez just a message in. He said, "FYI, Elsagate was dealt with in a mass channel wipe in tw- in 2017 after media attention in several countries exposed the channels and put the spotlight on YouTube asleep at the wheel again." And now you have the news, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and, and you know we think like I I'm going to bring this up because this. This did not surprise me whatsoever, and I always wondered about this. Uh, according to TheVerge.com, um, the moderators that help keep Google and YouTube free of violent extremism, uh, now some of them have PTSD. Uh, Google and YouTube approach content moderation the same way uh, all other tech giants do, paying a handful of the companies to do most of the work. One of those companies, Accenture, uh, operates Google's largest content moderation site in the United States and offers in Austin, Texas, where content moderators work round the clock cleaning up YouTube. Peter is one of hundreds of moderators at the Austin site. YouTube sorts the work for him and his colleagues into various queues, which the company says allows moderators to build expertise around policies. There's a copyright queue, a hate and harassment queue, and an adult queue for porn. Um, so... I'm, I'm going to skim through here. Um, yeah. Peter works uh, what is known internally as the VEQ, which stands for violent extremism. It is some of the grimmest work to be do- done at uh, at this place. And uh, like all content moderation jobs that involve daily exposure to violence and abuse, it has had serious and long-lasting consequences for the people doing the work. In the past year, Peter has seen one of his coworkers collapse at work in distress, so burdened by the videos he had seen that he took two months off 
uh, unpaid leave from work, another coworker, racked with the anxiety and depression caused by the job, neglected his diet so badly that he had to be hospitalized for acute vitamin deficiency. Peter, who has done this job for nearly two years, worries about the toll that his job is taking on his mental health. His family has repeatedly urged him to quit, but he worries that he will not find another job that pays as well as this one does eighteen fifty an hour. Or thirty-seven thousand yeah, a year, which is, is yeah, essentially a, a non-degree, uh, or maybe even a degree, but I think it's, it's probably a non-degree hourly job. Yeah, you know, so these people, when you get exposed to stuff like that, and it's not necessarily even as they describe it, because I, you know, and I've heard uh, in some cases they've had to bring in people to sort of politically deprogram people, because a lot of people are getting exposed to like. What would people what people would consider red pilling on certain things like, you know, here's something that you probably do not know. Right. And then they go through these details and the person is, you know, if you'll recall from the movie The Matrix, um, when they talk about you have to be careful when you expose people to the truth, because a lot of times, um, at least in the movie, they said they can't handle it. it. It just, you know. Right, you Neo throws up and at. has a panic attack. Right, because the first the first question that might occur to somebody uh, if they're exposed to something that is not just you know completely believable and plausible, but is actually proven in the video, you have to stop and go, "Whoa, wait a second. You know that that now that I have this information, right? You 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 have two responsibilities." You have two two potential ways to go. The first way to go is I ignore it. Like, I just pretend I didn't see that. I'm just going to, we're all going to sit here and we're all going to pretend that that didn't happen. And I'm not going to adjust anything. I'm just going to, I'm just going to put that over there in the corner and never think about it. And the other option is this is now my worldview, which, which is only going to open another door because I'm, I'm going to start asking, well, wait a second. If I was a sucker there, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where else am I? Have I been a sucker, and for how long? And right. then you start going back through and reexamining so many things. It's no wonder that they have to hire people to come in and talk to these people. Yeah, because you begin to question reality. Well, shit, I do that every day. Holly and I both. When we, I, I remember when you when you were legit. I mean, legit messed up for a couple weeks yeah. because of the Mandela effect. Yeah, that was my Sarah Connor moment. Yeah, that 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 concept, like, what do you mean by this? And it's like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, there's been a couple times where Casey's like, let's not talk about this. <laughs> I think the other time was uh, trigger. We were, we were talking about um, uh, the Men in Black, which not not the movie, but uh, <clears throat> supposedly these two guys in uh, black have been seen around. Um, yeah, the, the oh yeah, I know yeah, what you're yeah. About. Mm-hmm. and they show up when there's alien sightings. But they, and, and they do like, yeah, what the kind now, because originally the men in black and, and you guys know, this was, was, a like a really small indie comic, mm-hmm. um, you know, which I, I'm pretty sure I own it, but I, you know, like when I bought it back in the day, I was just sort of like, Oh, well, this looks neat. You know, grab this. And, uh, it, you know, the comic is run. I, you might expect uh, quite a bit differently than the, than the movie was, but they did have the neuralizer and they did have the idea of this is what we show up for. If there's an alien problem, then we deal with it. And, and, and here's how we keep everybody sane. 
um, you know, from re- either realizing that there's aliens or, you know, actually having it proven to you. And, uh, you know, I, I'm always 50-50 on the alien question because, you know, sometimes you look at it and you go, you know, if you guys are flying, if there's UFOs flying around, okay, let's just play, let's just total devil, devil's advocate. If there's UFOs flying around, right, and they actually have aliens in them, and you can say, okay, well, they've been doing this since, since Roswell, right? They've been doing this for 50 or 60 years, right? So I'm going to be like, would you kindly do whatever it is you're going to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Quit, it. quit teasing us. It's just come on down what? here and probe me. <laughs> right. I was like, okay, come on, man. If you don't already know what the deal is by now, then you're not very good aliens. You're bad at being what an alien. But uh, now, in, in the story that ahead, I was uh, sorry, in the story that I was telling Casey about um, that I had found online about the men in black, are they didn't look like? Well, they had. The bodies of humans, but they never blinked. They didn't have eyelashes. They didn't have eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Um, they both looked identical. They showed up, asked for the people who had seen the flying object uh, outside of this hotel. That um, So there was a sighting of a UFO outside of this hotel. And all of a sudden, so many minutes later, after um, people had reported it, these men in black showed up. Um, they asked where the people were, and they said, I don't know. They left and they and then they just left too, um, and you can see them on camera coming in. Mm. The lady said that they were very eerie um, because they looked identical and they never once um, were you know blinking. So when looking it up, this has been reported in several areas that these people have showed up in places where there was UFOs, um, and you almost wonder, well, if they're not human, are they aliens? You know, and that already starts down that road. I mean, you, you have to have the first built-in assumption is, are you seeing something? And if you are seeing something, are you able to explain it? And if you are not able to explain it, okay, then you're going to start down the road of conjecture who's in the boat, right? And, you know, what? because you can get rabbit holes so fast because it's so difficult now to rely on what you're told, you know, and that's the whole, it's been brought up before, but if, if for anyone listening who hasn't heard of it, there's this concept called gel man amnesia. And it works like this. You have to conceptualize. Imagine if you're reading a newspaper, okay? Casey, you're, you're reading a newspaper, right? And you come across an article about comic books a subject that you know back to front. You know, you are a literal expert at it. And as you're reading the article, you realize that the author not only has absolutely no idea what they're talking about, but they're actually propagating straight-up lies. I mean, to the point where you're like, this article is literally nonsensical, okay? You finish the article and continue reading the newspaper as if every other article that you read isn't exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Because the only reason you stopped was it just happened to be a subject that you knew about. Right. And if you saw it that way, you would say, well, because I know about it, I know this is nonsense. And you'd have to stop and go, wait a minute, what stops everything else from being exactly the same way? And 
So it starts to call into question everything that you see. And, and I'll give you a perfect case in point. Uh, you know, we had a big shooting in Las Vegas, right? The the hotel one? Yeah. What happened with that? Yeah, no shit. Because, uh, what with that? yeah, like, yeah. did that guy it, it, even it, get, like, it was, it's weird because, guy? well, they claim that it was that one be, veteran dude. What exactly? With no idea. And then, are you talking about the was, one that happened during the concert? Yeah, and yeah. It, supposedly it was through his uh, hotel room. The gun was set up or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is so much nonsense about that. It, it even had an FBI agent come out and was like, "We may never know what happened." He said it at a press conference, and, and that was that, right? Right. And they had that one really super creepy press conference where the sheriff was given like a super controlled speech and an FBI guy is literally standing right next to him. I mean, just looking at him like, yep, just keep saying what you're saying. And, and the whole notion of, okay, the, the, I don't know if you're familiar with casinos, but they tend to have a, a, a pretty good preponderance of surveillance. Yeah. And there was so, like Holly you know, pointed out that wasn't the only shooting that night. Right, there was another shooting in another hotel. There were multiple shootings on the same night at at different casinos. Yeah. And it's like it never happened. Right. You know, I mean, I don't want to say Epstein didn't kill himself, but you did, see what I'm saying? Did you catch my did opening? You, when you, when you, no, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I didn't. man. Oh, she talked about I'm sorry, that. I just got home. So I just no, got home, that's all right. Like, I said you can claim uh, that your Jerry Epstein ornament didn't hang itself. <laughs> right, did that so? And and then and then and it was funny. And we'll sit here and, and laugh about it, right? And then you're like, "Yeah, but that that happened in front of your face." And like, eh, 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 shit happens, you know. Well, I'm very much. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're we're both very much conspiracy theorists. So, uh, not be really. Oh, come on. <laughs> How can you not be? I mean, when, when you, you wouldn't even be there, on the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, if you're, if you're not, and it was funny, uh, there's a guy on YouTube that I watch sometimes, uh, Lionel Nation, and he, he was great because he, he uses the term, he doesn't say conspiracy theorist. He says conspiracy analyst. Yeah. Right. Mm. Because, you know, the idea being, well, a theorist is theorizing about the existence of a conspiracy. A conspiracy analyst says, I know there's a conspiracy. <laughs> I'm oh, you what it is. It's undeniable. Right? It's a good point. It's a, it, well, it's, it's, it's at least to the, to the point where you would have to say, okay, look, man, you can stretch credulity to a certain point, but if you're going to sit there and piss on my leg and tell me it's raining and I got to look these facts square in the face and go, yep, this is what it was. And, and I'm not pretending to, to come up with an answer to anything in particular necessarily either. I mean, I got my own theories about things, but at the same time, you're like, wait a minute, your official story is nonsense. There's no way this could possibly happen. So what's the real deal? So what's your favorite... And, um, sorry. No, no, please, go ahead. What's your favorite conspiracy? My favorite conspiracy? Well, my favorite conspiracy is the one that I already know for a fact happened and it, it's it, it just how it happened and the, the 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 length of time over which it happened and whether or not it is still happening and that is the uh, uh the mk ultra project the mind control project oh yeah um, it's a classic 
you know that that took now here's something that you may not know about but this this happened this this is a real thing and you can look it up um uh an author named ken ken casey i think it's ken casey i'm pretty sure that's right um had a an experiment that was run in the 60s <laughs> big surprise where he was going around california and they were having LSD parties. I was just going to say, isn't that when the LSD was going on? Yes, and... that was the electric, uh, well, the electric Kool-Aid test. And they were administering LSD in specific populations at specific times to elicit specific effects. Now, they all claim, of course, that, you know, it was just strictly part of the counterculture and it wasn't a, uh, you know, it wasn't anything, uh, sinister about it. But all I know is that you know, you have this getting introduced in the environment of California, you know, among certain populations. And lo and behold, you end up with uh, almost a decade worth of Son of Sam, Zodiac Killer, Charles Manson murders. I mean, yeah. all these different things that happened subsequent to that. And so you you can't help wonder, is this related to, um, you know, the MK Ultra, the mind control program? And, and the fact that, look, LSD did not exist until it was developed or at least propagated by the CIA as a you know, as an intelligence tool. Yeah, speaking of and, Disney. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. No, uh, like we were talking about uh, Disney having a hand in MKUltra on our last show. And also, um, in the past, we've talked about uh, LSD with the government, and there was a show on Netflix that I was telling Casey about, which, of course, right off the top of my head, I can't remember what it was called, but... Um, this guy was saying his dad died and he worked for the government and he was trying to claim that his dad was subjected to LSD in so many amounts. And then he went and I think he had actually jumped off. Um, this wasn't the area 51 dude, was it? Huh? This wasn't, this wasn't the area 51 dude, was it? No, it was a different guy. Um, I believe he had jumped off the building of his, or off the balcony of his hotel room, but they were putting LSD secretly in his um, drinks and such. From what his Can son, you, was. yeah, p- pick your conspiracy, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, there's so many. And uh, go ahead. I was just saying, there's so many. Oh my God, there's so. And the problem is, you know, one of the biggest issues is that. You know, once you start chasing rabbits, man, you, you really start to look behind the framework and, and, and really start to examine everything that you see. And, and you get shocked as to how much everything you see is, is propaganda. It's designed to push you in a certain direction. And, you know, I got frustrated a few years back, um, pretty badly, actually, um, where I was just sort of like, I was ready to just mentally give everything up and just not look at anything because I'm like, I can't help but feel like every single time it's a game of three card money. I'm losing every time. And every time I think, Oh, I've got the threat. I know what this is. I, I get it. It's just pulled away again. And you know, then you're, then you're left with, well, I don't know anything or I don't understand anything. Like, like I, you know, I, you would chase a rabbit so far and then it would get to the point where, like I, it's very hard for me to watch, like network news. Like I sat in the lobby the other day. I took um, somebody to the doctor the other day, and, and uh, the lobby had CNN on, and it was unreal. 
because if you haven't seen it in a while and you sit and watch it for a little bit, it is a fire hose of propaganda. I mean, mm-hmm. every single word, including if, and, and the. And you're like, mother of God, there are people who watch this every day and this is how they get their news. You know, right. and then, you know, how much of a percentage of the population do you need to be able to completely mentally dominate in order for you to do what it is you want to do? Right. right? Yeah. And, and it's, then, it's all, and then it's all the same. All yeah, of it. You no matter like what you network you're watching. It's all the Not same. Ever had it in the first place, right? There's always, <laughs> there's always an agenda. There's always an agenda. Um, you know, I just finished, well, I'm about to finish up. Um, an old, very old book called uh, A Course in Miracles. And it's a class that um, it's funny because it was uh, a Christian and an atheist. They come together to make this course um, because they all agreed on one sort of universal thing that there was a separation that happened between God, universal energy, whatever you want to call it, and man. And in the course, they keep saying the most important thing to remember is that, you know, in, in the Bible, um, and not, now I'm not, <laughs> I got to walk a fine line here, because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, even if it was just theoretical. So they talk about how Adam believed a lie. And at the end of Genesis, they say, and Adam fell into a deep sleep, and it never makes any mention of him waking up. They said, so everything we experience that's outside of our connection with the divine, everything around us, everything negative, everything being projected by man, it's not real. It is all a nightmare. And you have to keep that in mind. Are you going with, or do you think that that dovetails with simulation theory? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. It's a projection. There are people, there are people, and these these are people who are otherwise considered scientists, um, that legitimately believe in simulation theory. I, I saw a symposium one time that was, um, oh, who is that guy? Michael, Michael Bennett Dyson. I think, I can't remember his name. You know, the, the scientist, um, he's an African American man. He's been on, he's been on Joe Rogan. He's, he's just I've seen him, yeah. like, you know who I'm talking about. He, he's yeah. basically like a pop scientist. Um, you know, and I, I, I think that's full of shit nonsense, but I, if, if I just curse right there and I can't, I'm sorry. But, no, you, you can. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I saw a symposium with him about what? After dark. <laughs> area, Conspiracies yeah. after dark. Conspiracy after dark. Um, about that very idea about simulation theory. And, and he was talking about uh, his analysis of matter where he w- was breaking things down to mathematical expressions, and he started to realize that the further into his perception that he looked, the more he felt like he could see actual code behind everything around him, like the reality around him. Like it, it, Everything seemed to be coded to him where he felt like he could see it. Now, I don't know... You know, look, I didn't delve fully in the science of it. It would probably go right off my head. It was all embedded. It was an embedded code. Are you talking about Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yes, thank you. I was like, I knew. Good call. Yeah, I could see him in my mind. Nice. Yeah, that was very good. The other guy, I think, is a political analyst. But, uh, yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson. And um, 
Yeah, he, he did a symposium in New York. He, he had scientists on stage, and they were all sort of, it was, it was very TEDxy to the extent that they were sort of projecting forward and thinking about, uh, you know, it was a presentation. Real? Is this is right. And this guy's discussion of that was, was very illuminating, and it actually made him stop. Whoa, whoa, wait a second. You know, what are you trying to say here? And, and he was not very comfortable at all. He had to reel it back in, uh, huh? Yeah. You stepped in your own dog doo doo. <laughs> in front of everybody just had a anyway, meltdown right there but of, of recent of recent interest and I don't know if you guys I'm curious if you guys saw this uh, this one this one was bad this one was sort of a oh wait a second what do you, you know that's that's not cool <laughs> um, <laughs> you're aware of uh, of the whole connection between the connection between the maps of missing people in the United States and the maps of known cave systems. Shut up. They overlay perfectly. Say that again. There. If you look it up, look up overlay of maps of missing persons and maps of known cave systems in the United States. And they overlap perfectly. I'm looking this up. Hmm. And what's interesting is that, I mean, the cave systems under our country, and actually worldwide, I mean, I'm thinking about our country only because I'd be more familiar with it than I would, like, the caves of the Philippines or something. But, uh, you know, underground cave systems, when they overlaid those maps, and you're like, yep, you're missing person reports that happened, and a lot of them happened in these areas. And like I said, the maps overlay each other, and they match almost perfectly. You're like... What what is happening, especially in those cases where, like, if you go into the uh, the Michael Paulini series of the missing four hundred one cases, now Paulini's has been doing four hundred one cases for a long time, and you know a lot of his missing person cases are simply nonsensical. I mean, not not that he's making it up; he's just giving you the facts of the case. And when they're examined, everyone stops and goes, "This is simply not possible." That people are literally vanishing. I mean, just no trace at all and now you already have people in this country like if you were to you'll remember the famous uh mythbusters episode where they tried to fool bloodhounds mm-hmm. and were just unable to do it there's no way right so when you call a bloodhound into an area and give the scent he's going to find it right i mean very rarely can someone escape a bloodhound they, they, you, you can't envision the sense of smell that they have and a lot of these cases no bloodhounds, no uh, find no sign of them, no no clothing, nothing, just just gone, like they never existed, right? And he he has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cases spanning over a hundred years in this country, different news reports and different stories, and you know he really does a huge effort to follow up on all these things. And that overlay, that map overlay, recently happened. It just came out where they were like, you know, these systems overlay each other. And just that became the idea of how how would you ever know if there were people living underground in cave systems? How would you how would you know? Oh look, because I was wondering what know. what you were suggesting they fall into the cave or dragged by a bear I'm, or I'm suggesting they I'm suggesting they get taken. Now I don't know by whom or by what or under what circumstances, but I know 
those cults. maps overlay each other. And when you got people that it's not just like, I mean, when the, these disappearances that they talk about are, are inexplicable, inexplicable, you're talking 20, 30 feet away from people and just gone like they've never been there. And right. You know, it's it really it's it's haunting when you start to think about it, and, and when those systems overlaid, you're talking about a whole new set of ideas and a whole new set of potential considerations. When you have to look at these cases, you go, "Mother of God, did someone take them below ground?" Because that would be it. You wouldn't be able, dogs wouldn't be able to track them there. You would never hear them ever, nor would they hear you. What if they were taking kids into these caves in the um, underground and trying to create a whole new sex human race? Oh, like what, what, what well, that that would, well, I don't know what was better, <laughs> but um, meaning brainwash them and then and, and release them back yeah. out, alter their appearance, mm-hmm. or just use them, just use them as 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 breeding machines. Well. well there's uh. way too many cases where, like you said, young people especially go missing and no one ever knows what happens to them. Yes, there are a large amount of people who get um, put into the ocean and the, the ocean is so big. I feel like there are yeah. – because if – not to be all weird, but if you're going to kill somebody, I feel like you would throw them in the ocean. Well, yeah, you, you got you're so going much- off of – that's the whole smiley face killers concept. The smiley face killers. You heard about that? I knew you were one of them, Holly. She smiled me. I'm like, ah! <laughs> you! Well, the, I mean... Wipe that smile off your face! face killers, the smiley face killers is, is, is a theoretical network of serial killers. Mm. Because if, if you have a network of serial killers, serial killers that communicate with each other and arrange murders at random... Because the, the people that were involved in these cases, uh, if you look up smiley face killers, there's like documentaries about it and just long stories. And, uh, you know, the thing about it is any murder committed in water makes forensic pathology impossible. Yeah. There are no forensics. Well, you, you consider like the, the animal life and then between that and the, the salt erosion and it's well, impossible. How are you going to look for, where are you going to see footprints? Right. You know, where are you going to see fingerprints? Where are you going to see any of that? By the time no you see the body, it's, it's irre- unrecognizable. And a lot of these, and it's all these cases where, oh, yes, he left the bar and then, you know, the guy left the bar near water and he drunkenly fell into the river and drowned. Casey, baby, you, I've been drunk and you've been drunk. Have you ever been drunk enough to fall into a river? No. Why would I be near one? Think about, right, think <laughs> about getting to a river. <laughs> you know, around here, like that's aggressive. That's that's walking towards something with the intent of getting into it, right? Because ordinarily, if you're that hammered, you're gonna drop to the ground. You're just gonna lay right there, right? Right. You know, oh. and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, well, the cops say, well, he just he he got drunk and walked out of the bar and drowned." Like, fucking no, he didn't. Tidal wave. You know um. what are you talking about? And it's just ridiculous on his face. So, so, but anyway, so that's go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, when it comes to situations like that, most of the time, I feel like the bodies are in the ocean because between animal life that could eat them, you know, and never... You think it makes disposal easier? Yes. 
in the nicest way. Well, and you may have a point um, there. And, but hey, if we're going to get all crazy in my thinking, maybe they are <laughs> training people and sending them back out because, I mean, right. they're training, they're trying to train people through, like you said, you're watching TV and you're, um, you're watching CNN and uh, turn the TV on. And you're like, wow, this is what people watching it brainwash with every day. Hmm. Yeah, and it's like being it's like being bathed in it. And you know the the influence is is subtle. I mean, they, oh, how many points of the needle do they have to push you over? You know, to to affect change. And I'm sure that if you combine this idea, uh, you know, with with artificial intelligence and with you know, with controlled social media where they can, they know they can move needles in certain directions just by promoting some things and putting other things down. And, and well, when you say moving needles stuff. and promoting things, it reminds me of the doomsday clock, the two minutes to midnight yeah. bullshit smoke screen. Yeah. That I'm just like, do you, for one thing, the end of the world, you're not going to predict it. It doesn't rely on a clock and a bunch of nerds. And number two, I, for one, believe the world has ended several times. This is like Earth 4. So it's not going to be some big, you know, catastrophic event. Before I forget, because I have a fish brain memory. Um, (laughs) We're (laughs) talking. It's true. Uh, (laughs) We were talking about uh, people missing. And I have to talk about this because, like I said, I'm really forgetful. Um, But I thought this was a really interesting case. And you guys have, might have already heard about it. But he, uh, in Detroit, there is a man who claims he might be the little boy that was missing 25 years ago. Did you hear about that? Wow. I think I heard something no. about this. I don't know. Like, they, they took his DNA sample. So we'll see here soon. But um, I'll read a little bit. It was in the um, Detroit yeah, Free Post. So he was four years old at the time when he went missing. Dewan Sims. Do you guys remember that name? I'm uh, he went missing in 1994. He was never heard from again. Now, 25 years later, a man believes he could be that little boy from Detroit. Um, Why? Why? What, what? 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 What claim does he lay to that? Well, which I think this is kind of weird because he had told the police that he did not want the information out there to the press yet. Um, because supposedly he said, "Well, I'm not sure if that's really me or not. Um, I'm just going by assumption because." A picture I have when I was a little boy looks a lot, you know, like this boy. And my mom would never give me too much information about my history when I was a child. And oh, there's a lot of things that don't add up. Um, wow. So he started becoming suspicious about things. And according to him, no one in his family remembers when she was pregnant. Wow. So she might have taken him. That's Possibly. wild. But, oh, that is so interesting. Um, so, yeah, I was reading, and, and I found the guy, too, um, and I was looking at his Facebook, and people were like, well, why were you, because he was putting on Facebook um, before all this, hey, I think that I'm this little boy that went missing 25 years ago, and he was going all off on his Facebook about how he believes he might be this boy that went missing. Um, wow. But then everyone said, well, why are you going on Facebook saying all this stuff, but then you say you don't want it to be in the news yet? He said, well, I don't even know if I am this boy, and I don't want it out there yet. Um, well, maybe he was looking for information. Maybe he wanted it proven to him or disproven to him. Yeah. It wasn't him, so. 
Uh, wow, people just trying to find their own history. That's he, super interesting. Yeah, so he went into um, the police station and, and dropped off a DNA sample because he approached them and said, hey, I don't know if that's me or not, but I want to submit a DNA sample and have it tested. Um, he reached out to the boy who went missing's mom, and at first yeah. she blocked him. And, right, which you totally get. <laughs> yeah, at first people were like, well, if you have a child that went missing 25 years ago, wouldn't you just want to take any little like snippet of maybe that possibly being your child and talk to him? But how many times does it happen? You know what oh, I mean? Like, how many times true. does it happen to her? True. You know I, I, mean? I didn't you really think somebody, about that. Somebody who's claiming, hey, I'm not, this is not somebody claiming that I know what happened. This is somebody claiming to be him. Right, and then they're probably like, "Oh, maybe she's got some money." Um, but I right, think so. I think actually, I'm trying to click on it because it said update. Dewan Sims' mother spoke to a man who believes he's her missing son, and of course, my freaking phone won't open it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> hang on, let's see if I can get it. But I think that Casey confirmed that can confirm this. But I think that I had read that he eventually did talk to her and was asking about personal things about the little boy to see if they matched up. Um, but she said that she asked him about some birthmarks and such, and so far it didn't match up, so she didn't think it was her son. Uh, uh, so we'll yeah, see here. Not. Oh, wait, so... Uh, um, I'm trying to... Uh, 15 years later... So this is... Let, um, let me read this real quick, too. Yeah, because I'm trying so to read the update. he started having doubts about his identity when he learned his father was not his real father. Um, what's odd is so that, that he started him looking at it. Yeah, so they don't. He look was alike. questioning about his childhood. He had doubts um, about his identity uh, when he learned that his father was not his real father. Um, that child, Dewan Sims, was reported missing December eleventh, nineteen ninety four. He disappeared in from the Wonderland Mall in Livonia. The weird thing about that story is that she said that she went in the mall with her child, but on the cameras at the mall, you never see the child coming with her. You see her coming, but you never see the child. And is this cameras from that time? Uh, yes. Okay, so like, like they're, they're not saying they look back now, but they're, you're talking about from There's, that time They're period. saying in 1994, when this first went public about the little boy missing, okay. they were investigating um, to find out what happened to this little boy. And, and when they, they looked at the, ca- at the mall with her. No. But she claims that she went in the mall with him and that he got lost in the mall. Boy, it just doesn't add up, doesn't it? That that that's we're gonna keep posting on that to see if that story reveals itself because that's very interesting. So um Their eyes she, are a lot different. Yeah. She uh they have like a little they have the same little oh, gap. Wait a minute. They got the same little gap between their front teeth. Because the one I'm looking at age process photo of oh, one. Yeah. No, there's one that's an age process one, but then there's one that's actually him and the little boy. I gotta find that. So um since they went on camera and couldn't find the little boy in the mall with the mom, um, they started looking at her because you always look at the family right. first. Is it, is it, you know, are you telling the truth? Is your story all together? And it said right. that was during. Any reason to right. commit foul play? Did you sell him? I mean, well, that, that was it. That was that what I was going to bring up next is that now that this guy is claiming that he might be this boy, 
people are like, well, wonder if she sold him. Right. Wow. Yeah, and that's wild. Want that they, they were talking oh, about oh, in this oh. article that um, during that time, it was 1994, that she claimed she was being treated unfairly because um, a woman had just, uh, remember that case where that woman drowned her kids? Oh, yeah. She oh, was saying that the, man, the... What a horror show. Yeah. I think that was where she ran her... Was that the one where she ran her car into the water? Yep. Around the same time. And she acted like it was an accident, but she really did it on purpose. Right. Boy, to talk about uh, conspiracies that everybody's ignoring. (laughs) Right. How much dope dope is making it into our systems now? And how many times is that scenario being played out where there, there doesn't seem to be an explanation for a behavior and nobody's ever seems to be talking about, well, are they taking anything? Right. And it's something that, it, right. I mean, something that is admittedly a mind altering drug. I mean, what else is an SSRI except a literal mind altering drug? It's funny. Cause and, I'm, I, I'm on Reddit right. and somebody said, I live in Metro Detroit and I remember when this happened. The mom was caught in a lie regarding she and Dwan uh, waiting while her mom worked at Foot Locker. Uh, she tried to claim another African-American woman and her son coming into the mall were them on CCTV. Uh, but the CCTV person had a different color coat and a hat, whereas Dewana did not have a hat uh, and a different coat. IIRC, wow. there were other circumstances going on in Dewana's life that made the police suspect her. Wonderland Mall doesn't even exist anymore. There's a Walmart and a Target there. Um Blah, blah, blah. But I believe this was right before or after Susan Smith pulled her stunt, which is the woman who drowned, drowned her kids. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yep. Oh. Crazy, uh, I'm trying to find a picture oh. for – maybe I can post it on the watch list um, page, uh, the picture of that actual guy now um, compared to – or his his baby photo compared to the photo of the little boy that went missing. You are a fucking monster if you could do that to your kids. I don't. I don't understand that mentality at all, and I don't want to. It's wild. Well, that's just it. it is wild that's just to me. It, right? I mean, what's Wait, I what's I, happening there? I wouldn't do that to my own fucking cat. Oh right, my god! What I'm saying is, and you could probably say that about most people. I mean, most people would agree with you. Uh, you know, unless your mind has been altered in some way where you're either not aware of what you're doing or are put in a state of mind where this is possible. Um, I found, sorry, I found a little article saying about what they spoke about when they they did talk, um, the mom and, um, this man that claims that he might be her son. Um, so it said that, um, she has been living out of state, um, but, Lavonia police said that that she has spoken with them and the man who claims to be her missing son. She asked him things that only she and her son would know about Dewan. Dewan, I don't know if it's Dewan. Dewan. I bet it's Dewan. I bet it's Dewan. Um, About Dewan, like his birthday and some birthmarks he had as a child, the man was unable to answer her questions. Police said the man also suggested that him and Harris meet each other at a police station, but Harris was not comfortable with that. Harris is the woman. Whoa. Yeah, wow. there it is. I mean, that's boy. And where do you start with that? I mean, the, 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 where do you start your investigation? 
Yeah, because then if it comes out, then is she arrested or like, you know what I mean? Well, exactly. Like, what what happened? What is is there statute limitations or or who knows what? I mean, that's that's going to be a fascinating story. You can only run for so long. Right, something's going to come out of that. Mm -hmm. That that, that's see how that resolves. So, so. her name is Diwana Harris. <laughs> Good lord. Oh, plaster Paris, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, uh, ladies, thanks for having me on. It's been an absolute riot. Um, I, I love your show, of course, and uh, I wish you guys nothing but best success. Maybe I can come on again. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You're welcome on anytime. All right. Thank All right, you so much for calling on. in. Talk to you. Have absolutely. a good night. Love you. Good night. Good night. Love you too. All right, yeah, that is wild. Because where do you like he said? Where do you go from yeah. there? And she's probably like scared she's gonna get caught. But the other thing is that it said they were trying to reach out to her for a DNA sample so they can compare it to this man who um, said that he's her missing child, um, and whether she will do that or not. If she is guilty, then she's not gonna want to do it, right? She's like, she's probably like, oh shit. <laughs> Right. I thought I got away with this. You can run on five years for ago. a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. And uh, man, if he if he did put the connected the dots, he's pretty smart about tracking that down and looking. You Good know? for him. It's hard though, because like, do you really want to know the truth? I gave you a week, right? Um, but sometimes knowing the truth is part of healing. That is true. If you go through hell, keep on going. Good gravy. I think this is a good time for a break. Yeah. Uh, when we come back. Ghost. Uh, I got a ghost story. Oh, sweet. Because I was just going to say that the paranormal world has been really quiet. So I'm glad you, you <laughs> dug that up. We're in connection. All right. Uh, yeah. So ghost. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. I got to figure this out. Pause it. Okay. So I totally stole somebody else's song from another show. Um, because we wanted to add one more song, and I'm like, crap. So I just pulled one. I'm like, yeah, born in the USA. Let's do it. Let's get the boss on here. So, um, I'm choking on some Skittles. Choking on some scissor. Don't put four sour, sour Skittles in your mouth and then try to talk. That's how that one kid died. And inhaled. What? Yeah. Yeah, one kid. <laughs> I'm like trying to that start. That one kid, a, no name. I'm trying to start an urban legend. <laughs> Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! Four four sour skittles equals trouble. What was it that um guy ate? Um, gosh, what was it? Uh, Forty one chicken nuggets and became paralyzed. And they were like me, the intellectual. So you could, the max is forty. <laughs> <laughs> we can make it to forty. I think that's what it was. James Fernandez, help me I'm out here. Dying, throwing up. I don't know. Oh wait, wait. What? Hold on. Hang on. Oh yeah, yeah. James, are you still listening? Give us a thumbs up. <laughs> James Fernandez. Sounds like you're talking to a ghost. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a listening. sign. <laughs> the Give lights us a start sign. flickering on and off. <laughs> oh, he's. I don't know. He's probably in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, ladies, I'm taking a dump. The ghost is in the bathroom. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we were talking. Ah! 
Sorry. What was that? <laughs> just sounded like a ghost blob. It's <laughs> <laughs> dumped. It was supposed to be pooper. Okay, well, it sounded like a old blob. <laughs> All right. This is a, this is a slap happy portion where Casey just starts using the whole <laughs> hey board. Guys, what's Wooby? I don't know. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Too many sour skittles. I'm on the fourth one. What's a Wooby? <laughs> what the hell's a Wooby? What does it do? Whatever. Um so yeah. I have a ghost story. So, tis the season. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see how I want to tell this story. True story, but um, you know, my last job, um, which I think I've talked on here about, was uh, haunted, and I don't really say that lately because I don't usually. I mean, we talk about conspiracies, uh, conspiracies, and such, but. Um, I don't usually say that I see ghosts <laughs> or sense them a lot, um, but I'm more intrigued when other people do. Right. But my old job, I th- and I think I said, like I said, I think I've talked about it before, but there was two presence, um, like entities, and I used to see things um, at, you know, when I was, in, it was like an old house, and in the basement area, it seemed like it was uh, the most sensitive. I would hear my name whispered in my ear. Uh, I would see, you know, a light, a, like a blinking light coming out from nowhere. It wasn't coming from the, the actual light source. Didn't like, you have uh, photos, too, of orbs? Um, I think so, because I used to take pictures in the basement, <laughs> just like, uh, just like free space to see if you could see anything. And that's back when... Um, I, I think I also had disposable cameras and such, so <laughs> I probably did that, too. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure I did see orbs, but mostly I heard my name whispered in my ear and then I saw the shining lights, which I thought was really weird. And it was almost like when I would sit there and stare at it, all of a sudden it would know that I was staring at it because it would just continually blink really fast in the step. Um, at night, the girls were always a little fearful about locking up because they didn't like being alone. So they'd ask you to stay with them if you were the last person with them. Um, which I would stay with them and they'd say, Hey, uh, do you hear that? And we'd be very silent. Um, and you could hear footsteps. And if you were in the lower level, which is the basement, you could hear creaking like old floorboards when someone's walking around. But yeah, there was nobody upstairs. Um, because she'd have to vacuum the whole place and I would go around with her and she would show me how creepy it is at night. I thought it was creepy during the day, but at night, yeah. Um, but but nothing bad, nothing that it was like harmful. And then fast forward to my job now that I've been at for quite a while. And yeah, sometimes I get a little freaked out in my room. Um, I have to keep the the lights a little low f- um, for spa services uh, for the ambiance. So I'm a little scared of the dark as it is, right. just because I'm a chicken shit. And I get a little creeped out. But old buildings creep me out, anyways. And this used to be a house as well. I feel like I I just end up working in spas that used to be houses. Um, so I connected with a girl that I became friends with, and she is actually a ghost hunter. Uh, I didn't know that as soon as I met her, but we were talking about you know ghosts and such. And uh, when she found out that 
I'm into it. And then she unleashed everything that she was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I didn't know that she actually could see entities until she told me she was coming into my work for some services. So she came in um, to have a service, not with me. Uh, it was something that I don't do. So she came in and one of my coworkers at our Christmas party said, hey, your friend came in and she had a service by me. Um, I haven't seen her since. Hopefully she liked the service. Um, but she was telling me some strange things about the building and how she could sense two entities in our building. Oh, great. You had to tell me that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I contacted her and just to ask her how she liked her service and then it led into, hey, I heard, you know, that you sent something. And she was like, yeah, there's two uh, people there, a man and a woman. Um, and she was describing where they like to hang out. Well, she said the room that I work in and the room next to it <laughs> are the most active. And then um, over next to where I work, um, we own that. Well, I don't own it, but my my um, boss owns the building that's connected to where we work out of. Uh, she said they like to go back and forth between the two places. So she said uh, that they're not harmful. It's not like any bad spirits, but the one's a trickster and then the other one doesn't really care about being known. And I had talked to my boss and said, hey, I heard my friend came in and said these things, and she's like, oh, I believe it. I mean, one time we came, <laughs> which I don't know why anyone didn't tell me this before until this night, but she's like, oh, yeah, I remember one time uh, one of the receptionists was new, and she is a very smart woman, so it's not like she would just have made this up or of, you know, just... <laughs> How do I put this? She wouldn't have made it up, and, and also she's not dumb. So it's not like something where, oh, I didn't realize that. She would know. have no need to say any of these things. Yeah. Uh, so she came in to open. Well, the rooms are never closed unless they're in service, obviously, and but they're never locked. That's not something that never happens. Um, and at the end of the night when I go and I turn my stuff off, I never lock the door. I never close it. I always leave it open. Well, early in the morning, she had uh, came in and was turning everything on. She said, hey, uh, where's the key to Holly's room? Well, my room goes into um, a garage. One door goes into a garage. The other door goes into uh, the hallway. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, you can lock the garage or you can lock the door that goes into the hallway. Um, but the only door that's ever always closed is the door that goes to the garage. So she texts my boss and says, hey, where's the key that goes to um, Holly's room? And she's like, oh, for the garage. Um, we don't really, you know, we don't really have a key for that. But telling her she could go through the garage and open it. She's like, no, the key to the hallway. And she calls her, says, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Are you saying that the door to the hallway and like Holly's room is closed? She's like, yeah, it's closed and locked. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So. She's like, what do you mean by locked? She's like, no, literally, it's locked. I can't turn the handle at all. What was that, knocking? 
I don't know. I don't want to know. (laughs) Freak me out. So. (laughs) Come on, (laughs) y'all. We just had some knocking at the studio. It freaked me out. Uh, So she said, yeah, Holly's door is locked and closed. Um, So she went up front and my boss said, well, we don't have a key for that door and trying to think of ways to get in. Then she went back to that door and it was unlocked. No. And I said, are you, because I'm like, I was skeptical at first. So I was like, are you sure? Because that door sticks sometimes. So if you think that it was just like shut and locked. Right. Maybe you just think, she goes, no, Holly, I couldn't even turn the door handle at all. Because I said, if it was just stuck, you could still turn the door handle down, but you just couldn't push it open. Right. Um, you know, I think when doors swell a little bit, they get like stuck and then. Um, oh, yeah. It happens at our house all the time. Yeah. But she's like, no. <laughs> With the most serious look on her face said, that door was closed and locked. And I'm telling you, it was not open and it was not unlocked. I went to the front uh, reception area, the desk. Then I went back to try to figure out how to open that door and it was unlocked. And I don't know. I can't say how that happened, but it, that's the way it was. Um, and I'm like, thanks for freaking me out because no one ever told me that. No one told me that when I came in that day. Right. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, what, would you have wanted to know? I mean. I, I wouldn't have. That would freak me out the whole time I was working. True. Um. So. There's there was another incident before that even happened before this girl even worked there that I went into um, this room where we have a washer and dryer at work and there's a laundry detergent close by but it's not an area where you could knock it over and I came through in that um, area and there was just detergent everywhere oh my god and I was like uh. and so I went up to the front desk and she's like yeah I'm like um. There was an accident. There's a detergent everywhere. She's like, what? Yeah, I don't know if you saw that, but there was a detergent everywhere. She's like, no. We couldn't figure out how the detergent fell. Then not too long after that, it happened one more time. What the hell? Um, <laughs> so she said that... Um, that there's a lot of activity around there because there's an old abandoned hospital close by. And so spirits are kind of coming from Riverside? That. Yeah. Yeah, I was born at Riverside. Yeah. So she said that there's a lot of spirits uh, connected over there. Um, then she said something about a house that was close by to um, my work and said that she felt that something bad happened in that basement over there. And Mm-mm. asked if anybody knew... That house, because she's like, yeah, I got a really bad feeling when I'm thinking about that basement. And it really freaks me out, even not even being in that house. So, did I don't she know s- what's up with that, but... Did she say any, like, was there any personal connections that she felt? Like, I mean, any specifics about, like, the male, female, old, uh, young? Yeah, she said one's a female, one's a male. And I don't know ages or anything. And we were talking through a messenger, too. So if I saw it in person, I'd probably ask more detail. But Right. I don't know if it's a uh, couple. She's Yeah, I'm not sure. But she said 
the woman is sad because she lost her baby. Oh, shut up. I'm like, and then. Oh, my God. Um, but she said that the man is a trickster. That's all she said to me. She's like, I surely shouldn't have said all that stuff. I feel weird now. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, it's like we were watching um, at my dad's house. When, of course, my brother and sister-in-law, because my family's weird. Um, <laughs> we were watching YouTube, and it was a guy who caught a shadow person on camera. And it's really creepy. Like, he's, like, he was chasing this thing through the house. So he's got it on camera, and then it was up in the windowsill, like, up in the corner, and trying to hide. And he goes, I see you. And as soon as he said that, the shadow drops and goes into the vent. And my sister-in-law, like we were creeped out, but my sister-in-law goes, that that actually makes me sad because it makes me think that that's a small child that's caught in between, doesn't know it's dead, and is very scared. I'm like, oh, that is a sad thought. Oh, my God. And that guy's like yelling at it. Why would you be like, I see you? (laughs) Right. Oh, he probably thought it was a demonic entity or something because that's what we assume shadow people would be, you know, but. And what is challenging it going to do? I see you. Right. <laughs> oh, bring it on. I think if something was evil, it would be like, it wouldn't be scared that easily. <laughs> right. It wouldn't run from you. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not an expert on that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I thought that story was weird. Mm. And then, <laughs> just the other day, my boss said, oh, I uh, redid my office. Have you been over on that side? I'm like, no, I haven't been on on that side except for one time when your office was a totally different room in that that side of the building. Um, because, like I said, it's it's totally closed off from where I work out of, so I don't have to ever go over there unless I need to talk to her. And I was like, "Hey, can you show it to me?" Last time we worked together, because I was just curious. And then when I was in her her um, room, I was like, "Man, this hallway just feels different than the side I work at." Um, and I don't know if it's already because my mind was tainted because she said, you know, about these spirits and the history behind it a little bit and that they go between both sides. But it just felt a little more like a little more eerie. But she was telling me, she's like, here's pictures of my office before and after. And I don't really have much history on the background of this um, building other than that she bought it. And then before it was, you know, supposedly a house. But the windows on this thing, only you can only see a center block wall when you look out the window in the one side. So we don't know if that's because it used to be two houses and then they built a wall between them um, or what. But now when you look out the window, you don't see cinder blocks? Well, she made it look nice, so you can't tell. That's creepy. That's her, That's her office. I thought you were going to say something about her doing renovations because... Well, she did renovations. Like, she showed me what it looked like before. And she's like, you want to hear something really weird? And my my windows are not really windows. They're windows, but all you can see is a cinder block wall. A wide cinder block wall looking out of the window. I have no idea. I'm like, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. And then she showed me what the room looked like before. And it looked very creepy. Um and then obviously she painted it and made it look nice and then put all these nice decorations in there and made the windows look nice so it looks totally different. Uh, 
But yeah, it was a little. It was outdated, and then looking out a cinder block wall. And, well, that increases paranormal activity when you do renovations. Right. Um, by the way, James Fernandez is alive because he, he sent me the meme that said, local man paralyzed after eating 413 chicken nuggets. So the, <laughs> so the number is 412. Yep. My number how, many is 412. Bar- how many barbecue sauces do you get with 413 you know nuggets? I got chicken... So anytime I go to McDonald's now, which is not that often, but still, uh, I do not like their hamburgers anymore. Like it tastes like, no, just, it's, I don't know. It it's tastes like, like a burnt hockey puck. Yeah. So the chicken nuggets, you know, they're digestible, I guess. So I get, <laughs> pass for food. So I get that. And I was so irritated. Like I, I get, you know, that when you're busy, you forget things, but got chicken nuggets six piece <laughs> what grinds my gears i was just gonna say here uh, we go i got a six piece chicken nugget and i asked for two different sauces man and i got neither one <laughs> moaning moan scream scream moan why was there a moan scream moan <laughs> i was like ah, oh wait yeah uh-uh. <laughs> uh Chicken nuggets with no sauce is a crime. Well, yeah. What? What? Let me let me guess. Did you ask for honey and barbecue? Close. I asked for honey and sweet and sour. Yep. Dang. I thought I had you figured out. Almost. I changed it up so you can't figure me out. <laughs> <laughs> when I'll go and get like a like I like uh, Wendy's hamburgers, so I'll get like a single, and then but I like their barbecue sauce, so. And I hate using the ketchup packets because, like, you get one tiny squirt of ketchup in each packet, if that. So <laughs> I always get um, with two sides of barbecue sauce so I can dip it. And when they forget that, that's when I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to go in. No. <laughs> now, <clears throat> just because we were talking about some dark stuff uh, a little bit. And to make it lighter, let me say about fast food. Okay. <laughs> Best hamburger goes hands down to Burger King. You know why? Really? Yeah, you know why? Because a flame grill. Those, that taste of the... I don't care for Whoppers. I'm not, yeah, I'm not even saying Whopper. <laughs> I'm saying hamburger. Regular hamburger. I I gotta give it up for Wendy's. I'm sorry. I, I can't get on the Burger King. <laughs> She's looking at me like, bish. Uh, then one time we're gonna um, disagree. <laughs> but I love the taste of uh, grilled hamburgers, and I feel I like too. you can taste the love. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you like fries. when the flames are licking the burger. <laughs> yeah. Flames are licking okay. the meat. Let's say fries. Fries, hands down. Rallies. Yes. Then I like Arby's curly fries. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're both seasoned. Yeah, they're very close. Remember when everybody was pitching a fit when uh. Uh, Wendy's went to their hand cut fries. We were like, we like the old fries better. I'm like, the old fries were garbage. <laughs> they were like Gordon's food service. People were like, I like garbage. I've been trained to eat this. <laughs> they were so bad. They were always undercooked. I'm like, mm. <laughs> um, I saw a thing that was like, who has the best fries? And when I was looking at it, I'm like, everybody sucks and has no taste buds. <laughs> <laughs> what did they say? Well, I didn't say that. But I was thinking it. Well, no, trying, I mean, what did they say? I'm, was number oh. one? <laughs> I, thought were, 
<laughs> so what did everybody say when you were a bitch? <laughs> like, calm down, Holly. It's only show me that thread. I'll back you up. <laughs> um, so a lot of people were saying like, um, what's it? Um, okay, I like Burger King, but I, their fries are not top. No, uh, their onion rings are cool. Yeah, onion rings. Um, even even Wendy's. Wendy's is okay fries, but it's not the top. Right. Was that what they were saying, though? Yeah. Like, oh, hell no. They're idiots. <laughs> See, no taste buds. What? <laughs> Wait, Burger King is not known for their fries. Like, they're known right, for a lot right. of other stuff. Hmm. But fries? Come on, y'all. And I thought it was a no-brainer. Everybody's like, should be saying rallies, but or rallies are bu- burgers are not good enough, so you never get the French fries that often. Right. you love it. But would you wa- really want to go j- through the drive through just for a fry? Yeah. Eh. Well, you might. Sometimes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the chicken fingers are good. True. Um, you know, I, I like, um, I like Riley's burgers. I like the Champ burger. Um, weird. I've been an Arby's kid, Burger though. King? Arby's. I like Arby's, but they're expensive. Like, you get two meals, you're like, I'm going to sit down at Coney. Because now there's like, we got your uh, regular um, roast beef. Then you got your double roast beef. Then you got your like, I got too much roast beef. It's called I'm coming out of the buns. It's like who, <laughs> who buns. needs that? Then it's like then after that it's like uh, so you got a mile high of beef, the roast beef. Then it's like after that it's like well do you want small, medium, or large? You're like I want the mega beef with the large <laughs> ass drink and large ass fries. What are you? <laughs> large ass fries. Like, let uh, me just have my little uh, beef sandwich with the little French fries and the little drink for ten dollars. <laughs> it reminds me of that um, our, our mutual friend Sarah when she went through the Taco Bell drive-through and she gets up to the window. They she asked for a Baja Mountain Dew and they were like, "Oh, we thought you said a big ass Mountain Dew." <laughs> <laughs> Can I get that big ass? She's Mountain like, Dew? "Do I sound that ghetto?" <laughs> um, but I was a little, you know. That's a conspiracy. Not too happy Burning. one time because I went to Arby's for lunch when I was on my break at work. Sorry. And and uh, I've never had it like this, but I'm like, this roast beef has too much fat in it. Like it had fat in it. Maybe it was the very end or something. It was like, you chew it and it's like, ugh. And then you're pulling pieces of fat out of your mouth. <laughs> like, that should not be happening. That's sexy. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sexy sometimes. <sighs> That's what I tell my boyfriend a lot. Pulling you're lucky I'm so mouth. sexy as I'm pulling Arby's meat out of my mouth. <sighs> Since I've been on disability, Jason will come home. And I'm, like, in sweats. I mean, I've showered and everything, but I'm like... Good lord, what do you must think of me right now? Jeremy said, I'm like, he's like, you're living in your pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's winter. Give me a break. Yeah, that's just it. I'm like, anywhere I go, I'm like, I'm running to the gas station. I'm not throwing on my nice jeans. I'm going to keep my sweats I'm on. Like, if I'm not at work, I'm living in my pajamas. <laughs> right. Well, you, you've earned it. Me, I'm like, disability life. <laughs> you've earned it. <laughs> you got injured to get there. <laughs> that's true. You were like, I'm working so hard on the job, I got injured. 
a caseworker don't see it that way. Oh, <laughs> uh, shoot. So, there was a... Maybe we have a... Um, do you have a ghost story for a work story? No. Uh, uh, wait. Mm. Has there been any ghosts that have been in your uh, workplace? Or am I just... Yes. Like- yes. There have. Oh, my gosh. And it, there's a certain section that's haunted and is not in the massage rooms. Oddly enough, it is on the other side as you're going towards the bathrooms, towards the lounge area. Um. And I know that a few of the chiropractic assistants have heard their names whispered and as they're going into the lounge area, which there's a public restroom in the hallway right before you get to the lounge. And every light in the building is on a sensor, uh, like a solar sensor. So it has, I've been sitting there and I'm like, and a coworker will attest to this, we'll be sitting there and it just... Flicks on for no reason. Nobody's in there. It's like lunchtime. We're closed for an hour because um, all the chiropractors go to lunch. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did you just say that? She goes, yep. It happens all the time. I'm like, <laughs> whoa. Is it an old building? Yeah. It's a really mm-hmm. old building uh, in Ferndale uh, on 9 and Hilton. Um, You're like, if you want to go visit it. Right. <laughs> They're doing ghosts. <laughs> They're go sit in the lounge and test it out for yourself around lunchtime. But Yeah. Uh, yeah, paranormal activity in that building. It is old. It's an old strip mall. Um, but, uh, I can't, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. So we were, t- when I worked at the salon with my sister-in-law and it really, really creeped one of the girls out, the whole idea of, and this was before the movie, um, uh, Annabelle. Um, it was the, it, I had told my coworker about the, um, Raggedy Ann doll being possessed. It was the, the museum and the occult and blah, blah, blah. Freaked her out so bad. She's like, you need to stop talking about it. I'm like, God dang. So <laughs> as I'm like telling the story, a pop bottle, I'm talking like a full size two liter flew off the table and onto the ground. In you would think area. about the story till now? Yeah, I know. I don't know why. And then uh, I'm like, like, I want to forget about it. (laughs) And we run to the back and I go, what would, like, there's no gust of wind back here. And what would knock over a full, heavy two liter of Pepsi? And so it freaked her out. And then the next day, I should not, I even took a picture of it and I sent it to her. Um, And she thought I set it up and I did not. I was taking, I was living in the apartments at the time. I was taking my garbage out to the dump and, or the, um, uh, garbage thing, whatever. And, uh, I opened the door of it and sitting in the very back was a raggedy Ann doll staring at me. (laughs) And so she goes, shut up. You need to quit that shit. You know, I'm like, no, dude, like I'm as freaked out as you are. Wild. Um, that is crazy. Yeah, so I would have been really stories. freaked out after the pop bottle, and then yeah, that was freaky. And I'm, I'm so like, glad. Kate never tell me a story ever again. Oh, I know. I'm just so glad that the people were there, and I wasn't by myself. <laughs> right. Just sitting there thinking about it all of a sudden, you know. Yeah, it, I had to think multiple times about those poor girls at late at night who always had to close up by themselves. Oh hell no! And then my uh, coworker was trying to catch a flight, and. <clears throat> I didn't realize it, but I was running a little over with my service. I came out. And she's like, uh, I'm supposed to be catching a flight tonight. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you should have told me. Um, 
so I'm like, hey, look, I'll cl- I'll close up as long as you just tell me what you need me to do. Uh, you can run out of here, and I'll you know I'll take the garbage out, garbage out, whatever. So, um, not that anything happened, but it's more of you're alone. There's no music, so it's very quiet. Your you mind can hear every playing, little yeah. thing. Your mind will start training tricks on you too. Yeah, and then like I said, I'm the chicken shit, so I'm scared of the dark and. Mm-hmm. I have to go out the door and close every single light, you know, turn every single light off before I go. So right. And you're like in pitch black. Um, and yeah, I mean, at my old job at the spa, um, that was more freaky because you could really hear a lot of things that you knew were not just old floors settlement. You know, right? It was too much to be nothing, right? Um, and you could sense it. And then, like I said, it's not like it was bad, but it was eerie, right? And like you're being watched. Oh yeah, you can start feeling the walls breathing, and yeah, and it was like it wanted to be known. And I was telling the girl that I'm saying um, about my situation right now at work who we were talking about entities and I said at my old job I felt like those spirits wanted to be known because they would do things intentionally or they felt like they were following you around or they whisper in your ear like they were always trying to communicate with you right and like I said the flash of light when it was continually going off I I felt like that was like hey I'm here like (laughs) right you see me uh, signaling trying to communicate somehow I don't know Um, but yeah I felt bad for those girls (laughs) closing up because i'd piss my pants every night <laughs> yeah no thanks like can you stay and just uh you know even if you just stay by the door upstairs <laughs> right no i don't i don't think anybody should be locking up by themselves to be honest with you and um, i try to tell anybody how to run their business but right in today's and, world no true and then uh um what was i gonna say um, well, basements scare me anyways because yeah. they're just creepy. Basements just have an eerie feeling. So when most of the activity was in the basement area of that house that I worked out of. Oh, yeah. It was like, yeah, this is even more added on to my. Now you're underground. Yeah. Underground. Um, and now that building, that building was sitting vacant for over a year and it was like every time I'd pass by it I would think hmm, there's there's probably still spirits in there just lingering around living in there and now it just got sold and all I can think of is yeah you just bought the, the house that's haunted did it just become something or is it still um, I saw that they were painting it and I don't know what's going to be turned into hmm. they painted the outside of it and looks like they were doing some work on the inside hmm but I want to go over there and be so like, now they're hey, gonna awaken the do you ghost. know the history of this house? Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, what did I get myself into? Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. All right. Well, it is 11 o'clock and are about to be. And we won't see or talk to you guys until after Christmas. Um, everyone have a wonderful holiday season, no matter what you celebrate. Um, enjoy the joy, the giving, the holiday spirit. Stay out of the stores. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just uh, Amazon Prime Nashies. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's funny because people are like, oh, well, that's why they're closing the stores and stuff about jobs. I'm like, yeah, but Amazon's hiring all the time, <laughs> you right. know? And how can you compete? It's really hard. I don't want to get into that debacle. But anyway, uh, it's not even about that. It's about the joy and being good to your fellow man. And, uh, yeah, so everyone have a wonderful holiday season. And we will see you uh, back here in uh, two weeks. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. See you on the 30th. See you then.